world of anime, we are introduced to some that are only out for a certain period of time, whether it be only for about a few months, up to a year. But then there are some that are were popular in in America, but not as much as Japan, or the uh, reverse, where it was not as popular in America, but is highly popular in Japan. But one particular anime that we're going to be talking about today is something that some of us would remember from many years ago, only for just one season. But if, many, if those who have known of this particular anime have seen the other seasons, then you would get a clear idea of what we're going to be talking about today. And this is going to be real interesting. Hello guys, this is Jay from the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about an anime that was lost in time, and I think that not many people actually talk about this, but it was from many, many, about all, over 20 years ago from my childhood, and that anime is Ojamajo Doremi. And for those of you who know this anime, then buckle up, sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. For those of you who are not familiar with the anime Ojimajo Doremi, it was an anime that was created by Toei Animation back in 1999, and it was an anime that was once poorly dubbed by 4Kids Studios that was titled Magical Doremi. I remember this anime back from when I was a little girl, and <laughs> funny enough, I still remember the season 1 of it. I still remember the theme song, I still remember the name of the characters, but we're not going to be talking about the fun for kids version of the series. We're going to be talking about the original one, the one that's done by Toy Animation. And for this series, for those of you who are in, I'm just going to do a little rundown of the series, of what it is, and also what my thoughts are in it. Is. The show mainly focuses on the lives of elementary school students, those being Doremi Harukaze, Momoko Asuka, Ampu Segwa, Aiko Senho, and Hasuki Fujiwara, and not to mention Hana. These these girls are are to become witch apprentices. However, they have to also maintain a double life in secret and not letting anyone know that they're that they're witch apprentices. And with that, it's really interesting to see how these characters pan out. The first one that I really liked most from when introduced into the series would have to be Doremi. Because when I was a little kid, Doremi was basically a representation of myself when I was when I was a kid. And somewhat is a representation of how I see myself today. Yes, I can have a bit of a temper, but my temper is more on a level that is compared to Yami's than it is compared to Doremi's. I mean Doremi's temper is kind of like how it was when I was when I was in elementary school, but now my temper level is that of Yami Tsukihiro's, combined with Alucard from Helsing, and also combined with Yusuke's kid. So yeah, not a good thing. But also another thing I really love about about Doremi is the fact that she's also a really funny character, and I love how throughout the entire series. She has this way of making friends with people, despite all of her flaws. Everything that she basically has flaws of, and she sells herself short on these things, people often compliment her for everything, 
for the things that she does, even when it comes to making friends with people. And it could be the same way of how she was when she met certain people. One example being with Aiko. If it wasn't for Dorimi and getting and helping Aiko finding the strength to be able to unite her family back together again, then who knows what would happen to Aiko and what the situation would have been for her family. And we've seen that. And that's another thing I wanted to point out. Aiko is another favorite character of mine that I really like, mainly because she's been the kind of character where she grows up in a household where not she basically lives with her father, who is busy all the time, mainly because of him being busy with his job, and has to bear the responsibility of not only taking care of her father, but also taking care of the household chores and also cooking meals. But I really like that even though she's only eight years old, she just learns to just tough it out and not and not talk about it. And even with becoming a witch apprentice, she could easily just wish for her parents to get back together. But using magic to mess with other people's affairs really doesn't do anything about it, because it's all fake. And even with all of this, it wouldn't be what Aiko wants. But one other thing I really love about her is the fact that she is somebody who is representative of being known as a Prince Charming. Always coming in at the right time, being able to save the day. But all, but there is one part in the final season, in season 4, where we get to see Aiko finally get to be the princess. This whole... when all our time she got to play the role as a prince. And I love that. And this is something that I've always loved about Aiko. Even though she's someone who is more of a tomboy and always likes to play sports and is comfortable talking to boys, I love that it never gets in the way of her femininity, even when she wears a dress and is a witch apprentice. In fact, the dress, she rocks it and she knows how to, how to rock it out. And I love that. But getting back on topic with uh, Doremi, and also with the impact that she's had on the other characters that I've mentioned, who are part of the Ojimajo group. Another one that is also mentioned is that of Asuka Momoko. Momoko was someone who was originally born in Japan, but at the age of five, she moved to New York, and she basically was going through a lot, because she barely didn't know any English, and it was hard for her to make any friends. But the one person who came to her during that time was a witch. And during that time, for the next five years, she taught her, she taught Momoko not only not only how to bake, but also how to read and write in English. But then, ten after five years, she discovers that she's a witch and turns into a magic frog. So she becomes a witch apprentice to be able to, to break that curse. But Sadly, it would be all for naught as she passes away, and it's really heartbreaking for Momoko. But then when she moves back to Japan, Momoko was about to go through the same level of loneliness she went through five years ago. But the first person who reached out to her to be her friend was Doremi, and I loved that about her. 
And another thing I loved about Momoko is that she has different quirks and different personality traits from each of the characters where she's able to basically have a connection with each of them. Prime examples being where she's a bad test taker like Dorami. She laughs at really bad jokes like Hazuki along with getting scared easily. She's athletic like Aiko and is hardworking like Anpu, which could explain why she always has great chemistry with the other girls and is also another core member of the group. Another thing about her as well is even though with the language barrier and well, another, that's another thing I forgot to mention about this is with the language barrier that's been shown in, in Ojimajo Doremi in season 3 when we were introduced to Momoko. In the very first part where she was introduced, she was speaking perfect English, and they didn't even show any subtitles. It was almost a way of saying, as a way of where it's watching TV if you were in America, but it's almost the same with if the Japanese audience, if the characters in the anime don't understand them, why should the people in the, who are watching it understand it too? But also, throughout the series, it not only is this also an interesting way of being able to show how much Momoko grows with the group, but also for the audience to grow to Momoko as she slowly begins to learn Japanese. And I love that, how they were able to add in this element for, for her character and how she's able to slowly become a core, another core member of the Ojamajo. The next one is, is Serwa Ampu. And for those of you who know who Ampu is, she's basically the child professional actress of the group and is also known to be an idol. She's very much popular with everything she does and even though she has all the fans in the world and has so many opportunities in front of her, she still doesn't have a, her only way of identity and being able to have that was through Doremi with reaching out to her and being her friend. Even with everything that Ampu has done, they still the Ojimanjo still were friends with her. And there was even one episode where Ampu wanted to secure a role for an upcoming or upcoming play or a show. Or for a play, or for a uh, screen, or a playwright. And for this one, another girl wanted to take on the role as well, so because it was the same play that her father played in. However, the girl starts to get tremendous stage fright, and from there, instead of letting the girl, letting the girl suffer and secure the role, so that way she's able to see her father, who works as a train conductor. She decides to use forbidden magic to help the girl overcome her stage fright. The girl wins the audition, and Anpu misses the chance to be able to see her father. But instead, the Ojimanjo come in clutch and were able to help Anpu be able to see her father. And even though she does use forbidden magic for certain things, such as winning an idol contest and getting, getting caught, there's other things that she does learn 
that she can't always use this to be able to obtain the things that she would want. But I love how in one other episode, she she transformed not only herself, but the other girls into samba dancers. Into samba dancers. And she's cool with it because they're in the witch world where nothing matters and nobody would judge her for it and she could be herself. And that's another thing I love about Ampu as well. Even though she's seen as someone who is like, who is no nonsense, habitually polite, and a child actress, she embraces the wackiness, even though there are some things that she would deem being improper for a lady. And again, Ampu is just adorable. I mean, look at her. She's perfect. Next would be Hana. Now for Hana, when she was first introduced into season two of the series, I was a little bit apprehensive about her. The reason behind that is because, well, how do I put this? I never thought of the idea of them raising a baby would be so, would be so, have so much importance to want to this series until I began to realize that this was something so vital that it is leading to something even greater as the series progresses. But I love how they do a representation of not only Hana as we see her grow into her own character, but also with how the girls are learning about the responsibility of taking care of a baby. And even showing how most babies are unilaterally. I mean, you've seen it every time. They laugh, they cry, they sleep, and poop. I mean, it's one of those basic things. Or as what Shrek would say, Have you seen an actual baby? They eat and poop and cry and then they poop eat and they cry when they poop and they poop when they cry. I mean, that's a basic note way of describing a baby, but I love how they were able to show the authenticity of, of raising a baby in Ojimajo Doremi. Basically, Ojimajo Doremi Sharp, which was season 2. But it's not as eventful as season 1, because there's a lot of things that are going on. Stakes are high, it's less fun, and all these events that are going on are because of Hana. And it's unintentional because, I mean, she's only a baby. But one other thing that is really interesting is not until season 4, where Hana becomes the same age as Doremi, and she becomes the final witch apprentice to be able to learn, or a wit to learn her use of magic. However, with, with how Hana is compared to the other Ojimajo, She's much different from them and pushes the boundaries of being a, a witch in ways that they would never even dare to. And unlike the others, she has a concrete destiny in front of her. You see, Hana is to be the successor to the queen of the witch world, where she, mu where one day she will unite both the witch world and the human world together, and she represents the future. Not to mention the fact that when it comes to Doremi and the relationship she has with Hana, 
She shows the qualities of being an amazing mother. And there was a reason why in one episode, Anna called for Dory Me that one time. Which, I will admit, when I saw that episode, it basically melted my heart and made me cry. Hey, don't blame me. There are some anime that are really, really cute that can make me cry. So don't blame me. And finally, we have Hasuki, who is Doremi's lifelong best friend, and she's known since preschool. They, Dor, Hasuki can confide in Doremi as someone who has been her best friend for many years and wants to pursue a career in becoming a professional violinist. And all of this was because of the time she played a violin with Doremi. And she finds her calling in life because of her. But what makes this so difficult was in the final season, when all the girls began to realize that they have to let go of each other and go their separate ways. All, all of them have their own plans of what they want to do, except for Doremi, who doesn't even have a set path of what she wants to do. And it's really hard when watching this. I mean, have you ever had a friend that you've known for years and you were told that you weren't going, that you guys were to, to go your separate ways within a matter of a month? I mean, that would, that would tear me apart to pieces. Even when you made a promise that you would never leave that friend. But what I loved about Ojimacho Doremi as a whole is the idea of how they insert different elements of certain characters and they even display it out into an anime that you can relate to in real life and it's so beautifully done and honestly I can't even think of a anime that is considered to be a, a diamond in the rough other than Eldramajo Dorimi and recently a an anime film has been released on the 20th anniversary of the series, and I highly recommend looking, watching that, because it is amazing, and it's awesome, and you won't regret it. And on a scale of 1 to 10 of where I would rate Ojimajo Dorimi, I would give this series overall a 8.5 out of 10. I would give it a higher score, but the only reason it's uh, 1.5 points away is because it was dubbed by by four kids TV and yeah anything that has been dubbed by four kids doesn't have much of a good reputation but overall I do highly recommend you look into Ojimacho Doremi because it is an anime that is worth the watch it's four seasons long and it's really cute and if you're really into this kind of stuff of magic girls or anything that has to do with witches magic or anything of that nature and also with a with a touch of a slice of life this is the anime for you so what are your guys thoughts on ojimajo dorime do you like the series did you not like the series and for those of you who have not seen the series would you recommend uh would you want to check the series out if given the chance to because honestly, with how things have been shown so far in the series, and also re-watching it again after having a little bit of a nostalgia moment, I do not regret ever re-watching Ojimacho Dorimi and watching it 
through the entirety from season one all the way up to season four. It's beautifully done and you would not regret a second watching the series. And to end the episode, thank you all so much for stopping by and listening. And to end the episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time for a new episode. Later!